0: Most people don't have time. It's work. And if you don't want to be the person where somebody challenges you and you can't stand and now you got to pull scriptures from various places to make your defense, you should be able to make a statement from scripture and be able to verify that statement from scripture, not from theological books or denominational teachings. This is what makes you a student of the Bible. Shalom, saints, and welcome to our verse-by-verse study of the book of Genesis. I'm your host and teacher, Arthur Bailey. In day three, Jehovah calls the water to gather in various places which are called seas. This results in dry land which is called earth. Day three is also the day of the creation of grass, herbs, and trees. We'll also discuss the mixing of seed and how Father does not want us changing His creation. Today's study title is, In the Beginning, Day 3. So, let's study. Well, this again is going to be uh, possibly a short teaching. There's only a few verses here that we're going to be looking at, but we know that when we look into the Word, that There's always so much, Um, and I pray, Father, give us uh, the wisdom, and as I've prayed, the eyes to see and to hear, ears to hear. Today's message, Genesis, in the beginning, this is day three, and we're going to be looking at these verses beginning at verse number nine. And Elohim said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place. And let the dry land appear, and it was so. And Elohim called the dry land earth, and gathered, and the gathering together of the waters called he seas, and Elohim saw that it was good. And Elohim said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in, the, is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself and after his kind. And Elohim saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. Now, it doesn't look like there's much here, but we know that there is based on what we have read so far. And so I just want to give a quick recap. We know that on day one, darkness was made, water was made, and Father called forth the light. Now, the Bible doesn't say that he made darkness on day one, nor does it, does it say he made water on day one. But there are verses that point to the fact that he made the darkness, he called forth the light, He created good. He created evil. Therefore, so we know that darkness didn't just happen, that the water didn't just appear, that everything that was made, he made it. Whether he said, let there be darkness or let there be water or not. We know that water and darkness came from him. Now he spoke let there be light and many would argue that because that's the first thing he spoke into existence that's when creation began but we have found that not to be true and then day two he goes through the process of separating the waters from the waters and then he creates the expanse called heaven now in some versions it's called sky but that is not necessarily what is what is um, spoken here, the word heaven is Shamaim. Shamaim. And then we find that the waters is mayim. Now, the interesting thing about here is that Father spends day two simply separating the waters, creating the expanse, which he calls heaven. Now, the introduction into verse one or into the creation process is that in the beginning, he created the heavens or the heaven and the earth. Now, this is really interesting. Um, it's interesting to me. It may not be that interesting to a whole lot of folks, but it is to me. And the reason is, is because when he does this creation process, he does something in day two that is, it it, it boggles my mind. And and when I begin to use the illustration how there's water and then he takes the water and he separates the water and he puts this expanse in between the waters the waters and he calls this expanse heaven Now what's interesting is that when he separates the water that it it appears to me that there is as much water above heaven as there is under heaven and that it takes him the entire day two to, does, to do this. But then in day three, he does something else with water. And so we find water in the beginning and then we find water. It's part of the separation process. And here in day three, he's going to do something where he called the water to gather. So there's going to be the dry land, which is going to be called earth. And of course, my mind goes into, does the earth contain water? (laughs) Or is the earth the land? Because. Technically, the earth is the land and the water that was in the beginning that he made is gathered together and called seas. And we'll look at that in just a moment. And then he goes into creating grass and herb and trees. So in verse number three, or let's day three of creation, it opens with the with the gathering of the water under heaven. In verse nine, it says, And Elohim said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together in one place. So here we have where Father has separated the water. He's put this expanse in between the water. And this expanse could be said to be used to keep the water below, below, and Keep the water above, above. But then he says, Let the the water under heaven be gathered together into one place. Now, the language here, as we're going to see in the in the following verse, doesn't mean that all the water gathered in one place, but there was a gathering of water. In various places. And it was so. Jehovah spent day two separating the waters, and the beginning of day three, he gathers the water under heaven into one place, which he will call. And notice this word seas when we get to it, it's plural. So on day one, there's darkness and water. Darkness and water. Now, if I can if I can say this, there's no heaven and there's no earth. He introduces what he's going to do in day in verse 1 and he calls forth or he creates or he makes darkness and water but there is no land. There is no heaven. <laughs> now, yet we know that the dwelling of Jehovah is heaven. And there is the idea of there being a multiple a uh, layer of heaven whether there is the first heaven or the second heaven but Paul we looked at talked about what the third heaven is there a fourth heaven or a fifth heaven was he only taken up to a certain level of heaven we don't know but here here's what we do know the almighty who lives in heaven who created all things was during the creative process Darkness and water was the first thing he made. And the heaven that he introduced in the in the um continuing verses has not yet been made. So darkness and water is on day one. On day two, heaven is introduced because the waters are separated in heaven now. Is the expanse which he calls the expanse what? Heaven. So we can see that on day two, he started the process of making heaven. Then on day three, he starts the process of earth. Now there's under heaven, and this water that he gathers together is called seas, but a name had not been given to the waters. Above the heaven, so what do we call the water above the heaven? We, we don't know. <laughs> he didn't give it a name, but he did give the name of, of the water that was gathered uh, in one place. The waters above heaven was not gathered like the waters under heaven. The dry land is called Earth. The gathering of the waters is called seas. And we see now that this word seas is plural. And Elohim called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters called he seas. Elohim saw that it was good. This idea of seas, it doesn't give the seas name. Man comes along later and gives seas name. We got the Red Sea the Mediterranean Sea, we've got the Baltic. I mean, there is a number of seas and waterways that man gives names to, but we don't see Father giving names to these seas. What we do see is a gathering of of water into one place in various places where we can say either the water surrounds the earth or the earth surrounds the water. And it is, it is common for us to call the earth um, land and sea. But then again, this is what man calls it. This is what we've been taught to call it. If we look at what Father called it, he called the water sea and he called the land earth are you seeing this now this, this may this may seem a simple thing but to me it's, it's quite profound because it it shows how we are moved in our thinking And therefore, in our conversation. C's is with an S, indicating more than one C. And we know from from the maps that we've seen, we know from what we read. um, And as we go further, we're going to find that there are rivers and waterways and brooks and streams. But the, the land specifically is called what? And the water is called what? Seas. Next, Jehovah goes into the process of, of vegetation. In verse 11, he says, And let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind. Whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. Now, vegetation was made with the re- reproductive cycle, and this reproductive cycle it contained its own seed, and so grass, herb, and tree was a built-in cycle of reproduction, and therefore vegetation, did not need a mate. Now, I'm told today, as I'm getting into planting stuff, that, you know, you want to plant trees and pears. Um, it, it, it makes sense to me. We find that when Father made vegetation, he didn't make them to where it relied on a mate like animals and mammals and humans. <laughs> and so when I, when I think about this, knowing what I know, I can see why Father would have an issue with men mixing seeds because it's man trying to alter what he has created, and he has said that we're not to mix seed, we're not to plant seed, but that's that's getting ahead. Just to throw in a, a thought, he created, and then he says something here, that the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed, After his kind. Now, notice here, he brought forth grass and herb-yielding seed. And what this says to me is the after its kind, although from the verse itself, it would look like he made one kind of herb that he made one kind of grass, that he made one kind of, of tree. But the fact is, is that the after his kind indicates that there were varieties. Now, we don't see variety in the text, but the after its kind indicates that there is a variety Otherwise, all, sea, all trees would be the same. There would be no kind but one. <laughs> there would be no kind of grass but one kind and no kind of herb but one kind. And it would just simply reproduce after its kind. But the fact is, is that after its kind indicate that there is a variety and that they would produce after its kind. Like I said, it's not there but it certainly implies it. As I state, the verse implies with the phrase after its kind that various herbs and trees were made, not just one herb in one tree. The word kind is defined as species. And if you look that word up, you'll see that it is a species, indicating that after his kind mean various species that he, he made. And then, of course, that brings day three to a close in the next verse, and the evening and the morning were the third day. Now, this was the shortest of all the teachings. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. You can find more inspirational teachings and download our free ebooks on our ministry website at Arthur Bailey Please follow us on Facebook at House of Israel Arthur Bailey Ministries. On Instagram at Apostle Arthur Bailey, on Twitter at Apostle Bailey, and you can subscribe to our YouTube page at Apostle Arthur Bailey One. If you're in the Charlotte area, please come and fellowship with us. We'll do our best to make you feel right at home. Our address is on our website at the about link under contact us. Again, thank you for joining us and until next time, Shalom Saints.